Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Beyond the To-Do List, the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. There's a romanticized idea that is perpetuated by writers and even spread outside of the writer's circle to everyday workers. There's a quote that's often attributed to Ernest Hemingway. There is nothing to writing. All you do is sit down at a typewriter and bleed. And even Stephen Pressfield perpetuates this, not in a bad way, but in a sense that if you want to get the work done, then you need to sit in the same place every time when it's time to do the work and sit and do the work. It's a very rigid, non-fluid approach to getting work done. I don't think that they're wrong per se. I do think, however, there needs to be more flexibility when it comes to where we do our work and what type of work we do in different locations because of the fact that we are using mobile devices and laptops and remote working and That there's a whole legion of remote workers that now work from anywhere and everywhere. My guest this week is my friend Todd Bashong, who is also a remote worker. And I'm going to share with you a conversation that I sat down and had with him about an idea we came up with called the Productivity Pub Crawl. I think you're really going to like the ideas that we bring up and how you can start to incorporate those, not just into taking an extra day of uber productivity, which is what the experiment was, but how to then take those findings and things that we learned, and even when you try the experiment, incorporating what we learned and what you will learn into your everyday, day-to-day workflow. Before we get to that conversation, I want to say an extremely enthusiastic thank you to XStand for sponsoring this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I reached out to them because I was part of their Kickstarter, and I wanted them to be a sponsor for this show, specifically this episode for sure. XStand is this beautiful, lightweight, portable, solid bamboo stand that allows you to have a standing desk wherever you need one. It assembles in two seconds, and it adjusts to either a height of 9 inches or 12 inches. I take it everywhere I'm working. In fact, during this entire episode, as you listen, as we talk through the productivity pub crawl and working at multiple locations and how we did that and what we found worked best, picture me using it at each place because I literally was. In fact, I'm literally using it right now. I get so many people stopping me to ask what it is or compliment me on how awesome they think it is when I'm out working with my X stand. That can be an interruption, but it's a kind of cool interruption because I don't mind. It makes me feel cool that I'm using this thing that looks cool and is propping up my laptop to a better height for me to stand at and, in fact, even use at a sitting setup where it props the laptop up to proper eyesight height. 
you need to go check it out at getxstand.com. That's G-E-T-X-S-T-A-N-D.com. Getxstand.com. And you can purchase one for 15% off and free shipping in the United States with the discount code BTTDL15. That's beyond the to-do list 15. That's BTTDL15 for 15% off plus free shipping inside the U.S. Again, I'm literally using this thing right now, and I don't think there's a single day I don't use it. So I had to have them as a sponsor. I'm so glad they decided to do that. And you really should go check it out. Again, it's beautiful, it's lightweight, it's portable, and it saves my back because I'm using it all the time. All right, enjoy this conversation about the Productivity Pub Crawl. Well, this week my guest is a milestone in in many ways – for the show. Uh, number one, this is one of the very few episodes where I'm talking to somebody face-to-face and recording it. Number two, this is the person that I've known the longest that's ever been on the show. Uh, pr- prior to that, it was Clark Van Vieventer with the Portfolio Income, who is a mutual friend of ours. Indeed. And then number three, Todd Bashong. This is your first podcast guest opportunity. You're a, a longtime listener, uh, first-time podcaster. Yep, long-time listener, first-time podcaster. It's an honor to be on the show. It's a little surreal. Yeah. (laughs) So we're recording this in about February. We had this idea early December. The idea, the productivity pub crawl that I I just said we had to – it's kind of like a pub crawl. And I'm like, oh, it's a productivity pub crawl. Yes, indeed. So let's SEO that. And then uh, we had it out of a couple of different ideas context-wise. And I want to go through those and then go through how we decided to research and then implement it, the actual implementation of the idea. And then I think we did it twice, two Saturdays in a row, and then kind of the holidays came. But what we learned from the experience Mm -hmm. and how we've kind of taken some things out of that experiment. So let's set this up. What's some of the context? Like, How did we come about deciding that we wanted to do this experiment? Well, after relocating here, being in the Chicagoland area for uh, almost 10 years and and kind of reconnecting with you, I discovered, hey, we're both remote workers. I work for a small marketing firm, an Amazon marketing firm. I'm a writer for that firm. I do everything from home. Uh, Occasionally, we'll meet with the head offices, uh, but we have clients all around the world, and I'm really just in contact with them. So I'm writing every day, and once we discovered that we were both remote workers, we found out, hey, why don't we work together from time to time? It might be nice to do that. I, you know, miss having what we will will probably call throughout the show the water cooler experience, having a colleague that you can just, you know, Chit chat with from time to time, um, share mutual kind of anxieties, share mutual uh, victories, just having kind of a coworker. So we, I think for, for quite a few months, we were spending uh, Mondays at our favorite coffee shop. Abbey Coffee Company, a little plug there. And they sell great coffee. I'm going to put their link in the show notes because you really should buy some It online. is delicious. Yes. So, but uh, yeah, we would, would spend Mondays at a local coffee shop and 
Mondays were, I think, for the both of us, kind of a slower day and a day to to kind of dive into our week and to map out what we had to do that week. Uh, it consisted of a lot of, of really busy admin, admin type, stuff. self exactly. admin, self admin uh, work was was a lot of what we were doing on these Mondays, but we were discovering that it seemed no matter how hard we worked throughout the week, that there were still things that just needed to get done. It always felt like there's there's these hanging tasks that don't quite get wrapped up. And this is a difficult thing, I think, for all remote workers. Any of you, uh, your listeners out there who work remotely, understand that staying on top of your priorities and your tasks can be a little bit more difficult when you're a remote worker. There's all kinds of freedoms that come with remote working that are fantastic, setting your own schedule, being flexible, being able to spend more time with friends and family. These are all great things. Obviously, one of the difficulties is being kind of your own boss means being somebody that uh, is is your own monitor as well, monitoring all of your tasks. And so in talking to each other throughout those those Monday coffee shop experiences, we kept saying, man, I just feel like I'm not staying on top the way that I should be. And, you know, we, we brainstormed about a lot of things, but we uh, came to this conclusion that it might be fun as well as productive to see if we could implement a way of having a fun work Saturday. Now, clearly, this isn't going to be a thing where you know, we wanted to work every Saturday, you know. Um, yeah. Preferably, it, this is a thing that... If you're behind or you want to get caught up or even get ahead, you would implement this strategy of adding in that extra day. Now, there, don't get me wrong. There are people out there who work six days a week exactly. or more. I don't subscribe to that being healthy no. um, at all, to be honest. I, I like to – I mean I, I'm, I'm referring back to uh, the Rob Bell episode mm. – which I feel like I'm linking to every time in the show notes more recently these days, that you've got to have your rhythm. You've got to have your daily rhythms where you're getting started, you're getting going, you've gotten stuff done, you wind down, a a new day happens. But then every cycle of a week, you hit pause, not even just for one day, but kind of Mm -hmm. you you can't really hit pause on that one day if you don't slow down on the day beforehand. Exactly, yeah. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, so... No matter how good your intentions you know, are, there are oftentimes – there's just workload. There's workload that, and there's surprises and there's things that happen in family life and things that happen in your personal life that just demand that maybe you're going to have to take an occasional Saturday to you know, catch up on some projects or get ahead. So really the, the impetus and the kind of nexus of this thought came out of that of how can we make a Saturday where we can work and both have fun at the same time. And I think that's kind of part of the core of the the productivity pub crawl is it's a way of both having fun with a friend, going and, and having some fellowship, but also at the same time getting ahead of the curve or catching up on, on tasks that maybe you had fallen behind during the week on. And I really liked that idea. I, I think you proposed it saying, hey, I need to do some work this Saturday. Do you still have stuff you've got to do? And I said, yes. And we started to think, okay, how do we plan this out? How do we mix or balance the getting actual work done mm-hmm. with reward for getting that work done yeah. and kind of keeping the you know the pendulum swing back and forth happening throughout that time? And uh, so first and foremost, I knew I didn't want to just go to one place 
and sit there mm-hmm. all day because that can be boring. I'd, you know, I'd almost be better off holding up in a library. And again, he, that's not a bad idea for some for some people. We just knew here's a here's a key. We knew mm-hmm. ourselves individually and collectively well enough to know that sitting in the same place the entire time. And even if you get up and you go and you take breaks and then come back to that same situated workplace that you've got set up you're going you're you may start off great but you're going to start to deteriorate and get less done mm-hmm. as the day goes and i think uh that precisely that changing those locations gives an energy to the day that maybe lacks within your monday through friday work week and like part of the the idea of the the pub crawl obviously we're not going to actual pubs or alehouses but right. we're going to no. to coffee shops so um you know we're not imbuing substance which would make for very bad productivity that's the opposite like. yeah that's the opposite of productivity <laughs> it, it, it but it's the the pub crawl um mentality of hey we're here, we're here and then and where's we're going the to, next spot exactly and then you move on to and that one on. and then you move on to the next one yeah and so it's that energy and kind of the fun of it and infusing the day with different locations that, at least for our personality types, was an important way of both staying productive but keeping the energy out throughout the day. And we'll talk further in the show about what we learned in doing yeah. that. But yeah, that was was really sort of the impetus and the, and the nexus of the idea was to, uh, to have a, an energetic and fun day of both friendship and productivity kind of all at the same time. So... We start planning this thing, and we got really excited about this idea. Yes. Like we were, I think we were a little more excited than we should have yeah, been. Yeah, I yeah, I think that we were. <laughs> I think we were desperate to get excited yes. about something. Like I want to be very excited about working an extra day this week. Oh boy, all day. Yeah. And what it came down to was, we said, okay, well, we got to break it up. I mean, we got to. How do we start? Obviously, we're going to go get lunch at our favorite sushi place to break mm-hmm. up the day. And where are we going to go? And how long are we going to stay there? And how do we know where to go? And in what order? And all those kind of variables came up in our minds. And so I said, well, let's see what's open. Well, first off, we listed off our options of where we could go. And I could think of like uh, – obviously, our favorite coffee shop mm-hmm. was one option. There was another one that turns out was only open till noon. Mm-hmm. So that was obviously going to be a morning option. The co-working space that I am a member of, mm-hmm. which we could get into, and that that has an advantage and a disadvantage in some senses in that it's completely quiet there. Yeah. Especially on a Saturday. Yeah, nobody. Like, um, and that was one of the things we wanted was to change up the ambiance and the enter- – not entertainment, but uh, just the, the, environment. the energy and yeah. the environment. And mm-hmm. so I said, well, we got to know what's open. We got to know what our options are. We got to know when they're open. So I ended up finding out when all the hours were because here's the thing. We sometimes would go to these places throughout the week. Mm-hmm. What we didn't anticipate and then started to get a clue in on as we investigated what their availability was on the weekend was that these places have different hours or clientele. Di- different hours, different clientele, and vastly different atmospheres on on the weekend yes. versus the week. So, for instance, with our favorite coffee shop, we would go there on you know Mondays, Monday through Friday. It's generally you know, a lot of university professors and a lot of uh, other you know fellow remote workers, perhaps a few college students. You go in on a Saturday afternoon, and you're going to be lucky to find a seat. Like it's you know uh, a mass of college students and families and post lunch crowd and I don't think that we had anticipated that. So no. like uh, that that is an important factor in 
trying to you know plot out your own productivity pub crawl is is thinking about places that you've worked maybe in the past and have enjoyed and been productive at but think about you know how what their hours might be on the weekend and what the environment might be like on the weekend because it could be vastly different it could it could be very different and uh this is a good place for me to plug something that i found which is really helpful for this which is called uh work from and you can find that at workfrom.co. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. It is an online – it's almost like Yelp hmm. for remote working and co-working spaces, coffee shops included and everything. And it is, I think, at least 200,000 members mm-hmm. worldwide, all major cities and a lot of smaller ones too. And, and you can join in and even add your own places to the mix. It's going to tell you. Uh, what kind of Wi-Fi strength they have, mm-hmm. when the hours are, whether there's beverages or food available, mm-hmm. what kind of atmosphere it ha- if it's outdoors or indoors, if it's got yeah. daylight or you know uh, sun- you know sunlight accessibility, mm-hmm. if it's quiet, if it's got uh, or, or if it's more of a communal working space, mm-hmm. um, all these different factors, which again were all factors that uh, I don't think I knew of this site when we came up with this idea, or sure. it kind of passed it by. Those are all factors you kind of need to know when yeah. you're judging yeah. uh, a, a place you want to get some work done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we had factored in, you know, a few of these things, but again, we were going into this the first time sort of blind. We, we you were. know, we didn't know precisely how it was going to work. And I think, as you alluded to earlier, I think we were a little overzealous yes. <laughs> you know, yes. about the whole thing a little bit too excited because I think that we we were looking for a way to kind of shake things up and make work exciting. So we did plan it initially the first time very early. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic. For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting 
same checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond. Again, go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash beyond. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> yes, we thought, hey, if we're going to get up and do this, let's get cracking. Yeah. Like, I can't remember exactly when we met. I think it was 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Yeah, 7.30 in the morning. And <laughs> we, we met at a, you know, a little hole-in-the-wall diner thing that's near us mm-hmm. that we could go to and, you know, have eggs and bacon and Eggs and bacon coffee and, and coffee and, you know, and we were... I think excited, and I think part of, of going to the diner in the morning was that sort of way of going, hey, we're going to reward ourselves you yeah. know, here in the morning, and we're going to load up on, on some food and go jump into the day. It was almost as if we were going to the diner to eat this big breakfast to kickstart like a road trip yes. for the day. Yes. And it wouldn't have been as bad if we did do the road trip, but... Eating so much first thing in the morning, I think. I guess we're getting into what we, you know, how the experience was and kind of almost mixing in what we learned. I know I learned I can't eat that much in the morning first thing if I'm going to really get some work done and have a clear head because all the blood was rushing to my stomach to digest. Yeah. And I don't think, again, that we maybe knew that in hindsight. So, you know, we started this off. We had scouted all of our locations. We knew when the hours were going to be. But there were a couple of locations that we weren't as familiar with. Maybe we had been to once. And I think in Midwest Coffee Company's case, we'd never been there before. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I had uh, not been there before. That was like the, the first time that we had gone. So. You know, the the day progressed, or I guess we started did, out. The other factor, I got to say, is we started too early. That's correct. On a Saturday, I mean, we, we did not factor in the fact that we had just done a full work week, so to speak, you know, a nine to five, a Monday through Friday, nine to five, and now we were hitting a Saturday and expecting to have the same energy, whereas that was just not there yet, and mm-hmm. we hadn't kind of... So in other words, one, we, we had two false steps right away. I mean, again, not a, not a mistake or anything. We just learned mm-hmm. that, one, we couldn't eat so much first thing, and we couldn't get started so early. Mm-hmm. Again, it, as with all new endeavors, we didn't know that at the time. We just went, okay, like, this is what we're going to do. And we, we did. So we, we jumped in into it. And again, our biggest factor throughout these days is that uh, we wanted to kind of keep the energy up by changing the location. One of the drawbacks to that is that you don't get locked into uh, a project or maybe have enough focus or as much focus as you need. But uh, again, we didn't probably know that at the time. So we we had breakfast. We went to our first location. I think that we were, yeah, struggling against, you know, the tiredness from the food, but still kind of excited to get work done. And I think we both did. And we, we worked did. pretty uh, pretty yeah. effectively, you know, at that that first spot. And then uh, after the first spot, I think that we went out for lunch. Another mistake. Like we had had this big <laughs> breakfast and then we we went out to our favorite sushi spot for lunch and then put more you know, yes. uh, food well, into us. And, and I think right there, one of the – I think we I think we went to one of the places 
I can't, it's been, it's been a while now since we did it, but I think one of the things was, and and speaking to the focus or even the commitment to what work it is you were meaning to do to sit down and do one, you really do need to have a clear plan of this is, this is what I am going to accomplish today. I knew what I wanted to work on. Mm -hmm. I didn't have specificity when it came to, I want to be able to check this specific thing off or these specific things off completely. That is a huge factor, at least for the both of us, that we learned that if you can assign specific tasks to specific locations, it can help both with the anxiety of, oh, I've got so much to do. How am I going to get it done? Like, you know, any productivity coach or any, Mm -hmm. you know, good leader would tell you, you break those things up into smaller tasks and you just begin, you know, with the small things. And so by assigning a number of different tasks to different locations, I think that that helped, you know, tremendously. And, And we had done one part of that by breaking up the location yes. and the time, yep. we failed to match then breaking up the workflow. tasks and workflow mm-hmm. to that. And that's what I think stunk to me was the fact that we were leaving our first place. And I just f- was thinking to myself, I'm still excited about this day, but man, I really felt like I should have got a lot more done mm-hmm. in that first chunk. Yep. And then because I didn't have clear goals or sp- you know, again, if I had picked one small thing mm-hmm. and fully completed it, yep, I would have felt way different. Yep, and I think that that is such a vital lesson, kind of from this, is that this Saturday is not a day for you to set unrealistic goals about what you're going to get done on that day. You're not going to like, you know, get behind on weeks and weeks of work. You know, or as any college student can tell you, it's not that all nighter that's going to write the you know five exam papers that you have neglected to do any work on. That is not how a, a great productive Saturday you know works. It's those. I think you hit the nail on the head, Eric. It's those small tasks, the, those little small tasks that are achievable but that you just need to take that time to get those little things out of the way. And if you can break those up per the locations, it does two things. It uh, First, it gives you the confidence and just the, the great feeling of accomplishing something. But it also takes away the anxiety of that location not being allowed um, space to breathe for social interaction at the same time. Because one of the, the main reasons that we did this is that we're great friends and we want to talk you know, right. to each other. And, and being able to go to these different coffee shops and establishments throughout the day was just what we would do on a normal Saturday anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if we had free time, you know, if, if it wasn't We just work, wouldn't have brought work with We just us. wouldn't have brought work, exactly. But by breaking uh, the task up into very small achievable things, it gives room for the location to breathe and to have a little bit of water cooler time, a little bit of social time together uh, so that each place isn't stacked with anxiety of I've got to get all this this list done at this location and now, oh man, I've got the next location, you know, five things to do on that list. Be realistic about what mm-hmm. you can get done within your span of time and maybe even be realistic about it. Write the five things down and then take two of those five things away. I was already feeling like, Oh man, I wish that I was getting more done. Yeah. As we were sitting there eating our sushi, mm-hmm. and I wasn't enjoying the sushi as much as I usually do. Exactly. Because of that, and it just and I already felt like, oh, it's already we're already ending lunchtime and now I'm only now I'm down to like two more locations and then it's over and did I get enough done mm-hmm. or would I have been better just taking this day off? Yeah, exactly. And 
uh, I think I was probably thinking similar to that, but didn't want to express it because I was like, <laughs> no, like, this is working. This is great. Yeah. We're, you know, we're reinventing the world here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I agree with that 110% that was probably a mistake that we made. So we had come to lunch, and, and like you said, we, we were probably weren't enjoying it you know, as much as we would have. We finished that up, and then we go to our next location. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so... I think we went to our favorite location and realized that we had misjudged... The Saturday the crowd. The Saturday crowd. That's exactly right. And so suddenly we're like, well, we can't... I, I mean, there's, there's spots here, but we either need to be separate... And or in the middle of like a very crowded area mm-hmm. and it's too loud, noisy, even with like headphones. And I'm not always opposed to that. But on this Saturday, I was already feeling a little like, oh, yeah. got to get more done than I feel like I can right now. Yeah. And I think we so. already felt like uh, the mission was in peril. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> so it was like, oh, no. Now, now this location is isn't what we expected. So what what's next? And I mean, we did have an, another location on the docket, so we, we, we moved had, on. And, to and in that. fact, we had backups. Yes, like that was what was great. Was we actually? And I think that's a great idea. I mean, I don't know that we actually ever acknowledged that's something we learned. Yeah. that day was to have backup workspaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did, and so we went to the next. We we skipped ahead to the next one, mm-hmm. and then he even had an extra. Although I think we didn't go to that last one because we just said, "Okay, we're here, and this is working." Yeah, we don't need to, ch- you know, we don't need to change for the sake of change at this point. Let's yeah. just kind of get more done because yeah. we're feeling like we're not. Yeah, and I think that when we arrived at the final location, would have been the final location of that day. We did lock in, you know, and and got quite a bit accomplished in that that last location, but. We had definitely learned a lot, and we had definitely, I think, uh, walked away knowing we want to do this again. I want to do this. I want another shot at this. I want, exactly. Like, (laughs) I want another shot at this. I want to mulligan. I want to redo. We almost did feel like we had a hangover from that productivity pub crawl. Practically, yeah, it could have been an actual pub crawl, because I I felt a little bit, I remember, I think, talking to you uh, on the Sunday after, or maybe the Monday after, and saying, Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Like, you know, this thing that we kind of wanted to, to be fun and energetic had turned into something that had sapped us of life rather than giving us life. Really, I guess this this does lead directly just into uh, what specifically we kind of learned yeah. and how we gonna, we're going to do it different. So let's, so let's unpack that. What did we learn? I mean, we've already talked about some of it, which is, you know, picking specific tasks that match specific locations, really getting ahead on your homework and lo- knowing those locations mm-hmm. that you're going to choose. Another one what, that we didn't mention yet, but kind of goes into the hangover feel, is pacing yourself on the caffeine if you're going to have some. Yeah, pace yourself on the caffeine. The big key thing just starting out is don't start too early. Mm-hmm. Like, do not think, okay, I'm going to get up at the crack of dawn and, you know, have this big productivity day. Give yourself time to wake up naturally. If you do decide to do breakfast, you know, together, you know, and or separate, light breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, just go go light on the food because the last thing that you want is all that food sitting in your stomach, you know, getting getting started with the day because it, you know, just drags you down immediately. So, yeah, I think starting a little bit later in the day was a big factor. Yeah. So, so let's see. Yeah, so we started late, the next week. Let's let's walk through that. Yeah. And apply what we learned. Yeah. So the next um, the next week So we started later. Yeah, we started later. We did breakfast separately if at all. Mhm. And it was lighter. Mhm. And 
slept in mm-hmm. for sure. Yep, we slept in and, and just. Bo- I got to bed. I got to bed earlier that Friday night as well on yeah. purpose. Yeah, that was also a factor. Yeah, you're intentional about you know not treating it like a an, a normal Friday night. Like oh, I'm gonna you know stay up late and binge Netflix tonight. Right. Uh, you know, uh, but got good rest. Um, and then I think the the big thing that we learned was uh getting into a little bit of sort of our own circadian rhythm like and how that worked and so the in the first visit we learned with a new location that we had never been to this midwest coffee company that they had this great bar that was open to windows yeah it's like this front porch of a house yeah yeah it was almost like a screened in porch Mm -hmm. but with windows instead of screens and like it was like sitting out on a uh, screened in porch and we both agreed that first week wow this is really great a lot of natural sunlight feels really really great in this location especially during the winter months all of you know like yeah. you know it's getting sunlight is such a key you know factor and i've talked about that so much you in know the last few months on this show now you can see why that was coming out yeah so we we're thinking about all of this so we had learned that and we decided hey let's get our start at this location that we really really liked so mm-hmm. we you know locked in at that location didn't really have the food hangover from the first time and really for me didn't have unrealistic expectations in terms of what i could get done so i was able to just say okay you know i'm here and i can kind of relax i can enjoy this good coffee i can enjoy this atmosphere and i can do it at a pace where uh i'm not feeling the anxiety about oh what needs to get done you know for the the next location yeah i went into that first location with no caffeine at all Mm -hmm. i had hydrated a lot first thing in the morning so i'd gone to bed early i'd slept in i'd gotten up had a light breakfast Met you there, I think, 9, 9.30 or mm-hmm. something like that, and uh, got my first coffee there. We're sitting in the sun, but it's enclosed, so it's not cold out like it is outside, and then had specifically what I wanted to check off. I yep. knew I'm going to get these two things done here, and it's realistic Yes, to do so. Yes, and that it, it's realistic. I have more than enough time that then allows me to sit and actually talk with you. Yeah, and I remember there was like an Entertainment Weekly on yes. – uh, on like the stand there and we were able to like oh chit chat a little bit about that because you know if i mean you gotta face it folks between eric and i if there's <laughs> if there's star wars news or marvel news like uh we might not get anything done yeah like so uh the the chit chat <laughs> between the the two of us can go on for hours but yeah we were able to say oh I don't have this immense pressure. I can get this thing done, and then I can also, you know, enjoy being with a friend. And kind of leading into that, uh, we stayed, I believe, until noon at we, this location. We actually stayed till the point where she had to tell us yes, she was closing. We forgot that's right. she closed at noon, and yeah. so we're like, oh, so sorry. Yeah, we need to go. Uh, and then, you know, we were able to go to lunch feeling probably more hungry than we did yes. the first week. Yes, And feeling happier because we had fulfilled the tasks that we needed to do and we had also engaged with each other in a way that oh now we can go to lunch and continue our little entertainment weekly Mm -hmm. talk about star wars over lunch (laughs) you know and not feel guilty about it that we're not working and enjoy you know our favorite sushi place and enjoy and and going out to eat too much is obviously a, a terrible thing it's a terrible cycle but part of I think the essence of this this pub crawl is being able to do something, go to a place that you really love and don't feel guilty about spending the money. Like, you know, yeah. uh, don't or don't uh, feel bad about that. Find that steakhouse that you really like or find, you know, whatever your favorite 
place that you you typically maybe wouldn't go and indulge yourself a little bit with that. Yeah. Like it's part and, of and treating yourself. One of the, the and one of the treating or even reward things that we've talked about, we haven't done it, was maybe doing this again, but once you're hitting the early well no, more like hitting late afternoon, mm-hmm. we say, All right, time to go to that movie. Yep. You know, and reward yourself with that movie, and it's something you're looking forward to that you get to do by having crossed those things off your list. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so yeah, that that second time through, I think we enjoyed lunch a lot more. Still had a light lunch that was I specifically like about yeah, sushi. Yeah, that's the sushi is. I mean, again, this place best in town, and and honestly, best I've had. So after the lunch, though, I know we operated the afternoon a little differently, where. I feel like we were going to go to two places, but the, then we also ended up only going to one mm-hmm. that time as well. I would, I, I think two would have worked, but I think one worked well enough because it was just it was clicking. In other words, not feeling like you had to change location for the sake of saying you had made the plans, had made the crawl. Yeah, yes. exactly. And I think that's a that's a key thing is if you're in a place and it's clicking, you know, and and you feel really locked into your work. You don't have to stick to the plan, you know. You don't have to like. You can be nimble with the plan, and the plan mm-hmm. can adjust to to you. So yeah, I think we did end up staying just in that one location. So for some people, I think four locations might be good. for For me personally, I'm not sure about you. Three locations was a a, yeah. a good way of sort of breaking the day up into the you know morning location, um, lunch afternoon location and then you that know wind that down wind down location, location like you know yeah. where you can uh the wind down factor uh where you can yeah do maybe some admin stuff or do mm-hmm. you know email stuff do some things that are not high focus so and that might be something to address as well like what tasks do require the most thought and, and yeah. what what time for you worked best for for that for me it was the morning it was that morning yeah. session and and having that caffeine that was like mm-hmm. making my brain buzz mm-hmm. and the sun yeah and just that that was that time of morning was best for me in terms of creativity yeah for sure yeah, and that's what well. i was that's what i needed to do at that point me as well and in the afternoon it was more okay i need to move these things around and organize though not quite admin and at the end of the day I still kept doing some of that, but it was like slower paced. Sure. But if I had chosen a, ta- I would have better chosen like a task of cleaning out my email inbox mm-hmm. and uh, even organizing, like even listing stuff off that I know I needed to do the next week for the coming week and yeah. brainstorming, so yeah. I didn't have to do that the next week. Obviously, it will be different for everybody, but it's a good thing to just be attuned to um, when you do maybe your test flight. You know, for this is what time of the day was I feeling best? Was I feeling most productive? And then making out your to do list accordingly, like you know, uh, making that list out yeah. uh, accordingly as to what task you're gonna, you're going to do when. One other major factor that we became much more aware of, even though we'd worked together before, working on things separately, but being together is this idea of we want that water cooler benefit, absolutely, but. We also got to get work done. Mm-hmm. How do we make that work when we're not working? You know, we're not collaborating on the same thing, and that's a benefit. I mean, heck, can you think about 
the fact that if two people were working on the same project together, how all of these dynamics would change up a little bit. Yeah, I definitely. But we're not going to go there fully. Not going to go there fully. That might work, you know, for certain people. But yeah, I think that it that this type of dynamic works best for people who are working in completely, you know, different tasks or completely uh, different offices. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, and we get used to that. We get used to. Sit, you know, sit, or at least I am. I know this as a cubicle, as a former cubicle worker. Mm-hmm. I would sit and focus, mm-hmm. uber focus in my cubicle. Yeah, that's kind of what they're there for, yeah. sort of, I guess. <laughs> and I would get my stuff done, and then okay, that's done. Yeah, get up and go get a cup of coffee. Go to someone else's cube, see if they're see what they're doing. Talk about again. Yeah. Talk about talk about the Star Wars yeah. stuff, and you know all that, but. It's kind of that ebb and flow of how much is too much, how much you mm-hmm. know work is enough versus not enough, and I think we started to cue in on, and there's still, I mean, again, there's still times where it's like, okay, we got to get, we got to sit down and do some work, yeah, but like signals are good, like headphones, absolutely, like you know when you're when you're working with somebody, it is difficult sometimes to know like kind of what the boundaries are. Am I talking to them too much? Are we getting a little bit sidetracked? You know just uh, having a good time. And so what are those signals, you know, what are those little things that you can do to just kind of cue, hey, I got to lock in right now. And and headphones, I think, are uh, for both of us kind of that we will we'll sit down at a table and, you know, kind of have our initial chit-chat. But when we see either person kind of reach for the headphones, that's the cue, like, I need to lock in right now. I need yeah. I need some space, and that requires self discipline from one or the both of us. Yeah, to keep you know, that off. Yeah, but it, it does require some discipline because yeah, hey, we're just having a good time and we're talking. But yeah, we ultimately we are here to get work done. That's what like this whole task is about. So being, I think, just being sensitive to that for the other person and being receptive to okay, they are really locked in to this task right now. I shouldn't bother them. For you, I know sometimes you'll actually just remove yourself from yeah. You know, the the whole situation which uh again i think is is great like you'll just say okay i'm up and i'm i'm just going to a different table and that's great i think that that's sort of necessary i'll try to, to find a, a standing desk or a bar kind of yeah, situation yeah you'll, that i can use because it'll because it, i've been sitting too long yeah too so and that that is definitely part of doing a marathon kind of day like this where you're you're working all day after a work week is that Sometimes you're just sitting around, you know, a, a little bit too much. So, yeah, finding a place that has a, a tall table or a, you know, standing desk can be really helpful. Even breaking up the time into, like, I don't know, I'd almost call it, I mean, we're going from location to location, but breaking it up and using, like, micro locations within the original location. Like, again, I'm thinking of the Abbey Coffee where you've got the atrium you can go to, there's the upstairs loft, there's the downstairs main area, there's even then. Uh, again, getting up and moving location and separating, but uh, even depending upon where you are, like at, the, at that location specifically, we can get up and go and go outside, mm-hmm. even in the coldest of weather, to mm-hmm. be honest, and walk around the building. And yep. It takes a good five minutes to do that lap, but that's a good one to get your blood flowing. Two, it, it breaks up the time and it says, okay, when I sit back down or stand wherever at the workspace i'm starting in on this and i'm working it through to completion mm-hmm. however big that thing is and that's another good way to, to to break that up or signify you know even if we both get up and we go do that walk together then we separate when we sit back down and go to our corners and yeah absolutely i think overall 
that may be one of the biggest lessons that we actually took away mm-hmm. from this is sort of micro-location, if you will, for, for lack of a better term, is having locations within locations. So maybe for people out there, it's a shopping center or someplace that has like multiple coffee shops or a mall or university campuses are great for this. So uh, for Eric and I, since the Productivity Pub Crawl, we've actually come to use... Um, the facilities at our local university, uh, you know, across the, the way and find that, oh, I can actually apply this sort of multi-location thinking to my Monday through Friday. Like, you know, that, that I can yeah. have break up, you know, different places where I work during the day, uh, even on a, you know, Monday through Friday day and kind of keep that energy and just keep a variety, you know, going. For, for me... I it, it awoke something in me because prior to this experiment, I had my standing desk station that was always there, and I was spending a lot of time there. I was working because originally I was working out of my bedroom and then moved out to that loft. Mm-hmm. But then we sold our house, and that desk went away, and the place that we're renting, I mean, we're, we're actually going to be moving again, which is great. All that to say, like, I was missing having a set workstation at my home location. And so this awoke in me this idea that like, wait a second, I can go to a specific place and know what I'm going to go and do there that morning and then be done. And it doesn't have to be a public place. It can be a private yeah. place, whether it's a co-working place or or a mixture of both. Because mm-hmm. we've, again, I suddenly I became way more open to all these different opportunities and areas and and places we, I mean, we found one that's when we can get it, it's ideal, and it's got lots of sun, mm-hmm. it's got super strong Wi-Fi, yeah, and it's got ambiance and atmosphere, mm-hmm. but you're separated from it enough to where like there's closed doors, it's and quiet, it's quiet, mm-hmm. or you can step outside and even outside into the real world, not mm-hmm. just into the inner section yeah. there. And it's really made a huge difference. So, I, I mean, walking away from having done the experiments, I really started to get a, a good feel for, I can really hit stuff hard and especially do creative stuff first thing in the morning. And I want, you know, I've started to eat, you know, I don't eat huge breakfasts mm-hmm. and I try to actually save coffee for later in the morning and get that sunlight mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and and say this is where I'm going until this time of day, and this is what I'm getting done, and then I know what, and and I accommodate that based, you know, in my Monday through Friday based on what my schedule looks like, because mm-hmm. just you know sometimes I just can't go out in public if I've got a call, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, you know absolutely, what I mean? absolutely. Like work is going to dictate, you know, certain places that you need to be, but um, uh, overall, like these these kind of ideas of. Uh, are applicable through for your your Monday through Friday. I think you know a lot of the the, the things that we discovered. So, any other um, specific things that you kind of have taken away from this or learned from the experience? Or I think that this is one of those things that, as a remote worker, you really like. I, I would say some people are thinking, "Hey, if I've got a sweet setup in my home office, why do I need to go anywhere?" and Though I'm looking forward to having that back again in my life, mm-hmm. I am not going to work there all day every day. I've already anticipated, you know, dropping my my daughter off at school at a different school when she moves to that school mm-hmm. and knowing, hey, I can drop her off and then I can spend a good hour doing a specific thing every morning 
at a certain coffee shop or whatever, and that's going to be a great way to kickstart my day and then move – then come home till lunch, eat lunch home and then maybe get out again or not. And just the, the flexibility of it and the camaraderie of it, even if you're not working on the same project, yeah. cannot be underestimated. Yeah, and for me, it, it, you hit the nail on the head with the, the camaraderie issue. I think the biggest thing for me as a remote worker, and obviously for everyone it's different, but for me it, it is the isolation of it, is that, that you're working every day, and of course you're in, you're in contact with your colleagues, You know whether that's on... Skype or whether it's on Glip or Slack or, you know, whatever, you know, software that you might be using. But there is no substitute for actual great human interaction. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think that is the big factor, you know, in all of this is is having, you know, a, a, a time to feel like you have a work colleague who is actually not working for the same company yeah. you are. Like, yeah, it's a know. work co- it's a non-coworker work, work colleague. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, you know, uh, the so the camaraderie of that, you know, is is just great. So. Yeah. And and again, if you have to do this on your own, I and you're going to these places solo, again, that's kind of what we've been, you we've know, been, we we don't work together every single day. No. But we both adapted aspects and and you know, learnings from these experiments into our everyday day-to-day work life. And I think it's been very helpful. I've been glad to have done it and uh, looking forward to trying out some, some other experiments yeah, when it comes you know, to this. And we'll, you know, keep you updated if, uh, if we learn new things and would love, you know, your feedback or comments about if you've had similar experiences, like, you know, as remote workers or how do you handle, you know, more of a laid back work Saturday? You know, some people, maybe they like to work from home on that day and it's, yeah. you know, it's a veg on on the couch with Netflix on or something and just do work. Whatever works for you, I think is best. But for us, this was, this was really a, a valuable endeavor, I think. Yeah. Well, Todd, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. This was fun. So when are you going to do your productivity pub crawl? Do you have somebody you already co-work with or remote work with? Have you tried this out before? Or if you're a solo worker, try and find somebody. Or if you're going to do it by yourself, cool. Ultimately, what I want to know and what I want to hear from you is, one, did you try it out? Two, did you take any of what we learned and incorporated that into your experiment before you did it and hopefully got even better results than our initial two tries? Three, are you already doing some of this stuff? Four, have you grabbed an X stand yet? You really need to, again, literally as I'm recording this, I am using it and I do use it every day, almost all day and in different formations. And I got to say... I love it. I really do. I mean, I, I, I asked them to be a sponsor because I love the product that much. I really hope you go check it out at getxstand.com. And if you decide to purchase one, in fact, I'm thinking of getting more myself for me as well to give out as gifts. If you want to get 15% off, go to getxstand.com and enter the discount code BTTDL. One five. That's BTTDL15, 15% off plus free shipping in the U.S. Let me know if you get one and let me know if you do the productivity pub crawl. Leave a comment in the show notes for this episode at beyondthetodolist.com slash 164. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and like LeVar Burton, I'll see you next time.
Beyond the To Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award winning and award nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.